0: With God's Word as our authority, we, the Restructure Podcast, would like to set forth a proposal to God's people, the New Testament Church, to become of a Berean nature in pursuit to know the Scriptures. The Church in our generation, we believe, has become a distant shadow of what the body of Christ should look like. It will be our endeavor to bring forth things for God's people to think on and consider as they search God's Word See if these things are so. I started recording so. I started recording. So that was our start. (laughs) Hello everybody. Hello everybody. No accent at all. We did it. Yay! It's possible. No, I didn't like
1: it. Oh there it is. Any oh, other accents? Oh wait, I can do a, a Middle Eastern accent, but only with oh. one phrase. Don't tell me what to do.
0: <laughs> Is that Middle Eastern or? I don't know. It's like that. Now I got to think of another accent. It's,
1: it's maybe like a convenient Abu thing or something. Don't tell me what to do. So <laughs> that's perfect. I,
0: <laughs> I can get the accents across America, but across whatever. Across. Across with the T. Across America. Yeah. Ambassadors across America. It's our ministry <laughs> across. All right. Well, we we are uh, diving into a topic today, and I'm so glad you joined us. Um, something has come up, and by something has come up, it doesn't mean it's an excuse for us to stop doing the podcast right now, and then we're, that was, this was the episode. <laughs> something has come up in conversation and just in life, and it's brought um, an important truth. And as Haas uh, and I have talked, we have, uh, he, he has been going through or had gone through a series or a message on this. And so we kind of want to talk about it. And there's two huge passages of scripture. So um, we're going to kind of dive in and we're going to let Haas take the reins um, a little bit. And then we'll. Take the reins back and be like, no, I don't like how you drive. So, no, I don't. I'm, <laughs> straight, I'm, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, on the last couple episodes
1: uh, when we're kind of addressing some feedback about the drinking and everything, and uh, we the the subject of the weaker brother came up, and uh, and uh, I had said towards the end of the second episode there that um, we, we we have to have a whole other episode if we're gonna talk about. Uh, that that would take a while. And so that's kind of why we're going to dive into this. And, um, you know, uh, we're going to look at Romans chapter 14, but also we're going to look at it in light of what we see in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, the Bible is talking of meat being offered unto idols and how there are some that. They don't have a problem eating the meat as far as some, I mean, a, a child of God that does not have a problem eating the meat because they don't believe there is any other idols. There are no other gods. There's, that meat meant nothing uh, except for the fact that it might be tasty. Um, and then uh, there were those that had uh, maybe been uh, brought up in some uh, you know type of a uh, uh, religion that um, offered those sacrifices unto false gods uh, and now they've come to Christ realizing he's the only God but because of their um, still newness to the faith and newness to Christ they would see someone eating that meat and think that that person is maybe um, um, following someone other, someone other than uh, Jesus Christ and cause them to then stumble. And so, uh, and First and Corinthians chapter 8 deals with that but we're going to look more at uh, uh, Romans chapter 14, um, uh, because uh, it deals with that subject as far as the weaker brother. And and I would say in light of um, the meat offering, and it uh, really talks about uh, just anything that you're eating. And, and I want us to step back for just a second to understand that this eating thing is is not about uh, what food is being uh, consumed it's about our attitude our actions and we we're, we're doing this in light of being the church and we're, we're gonna take this being the church uh, format um, for a few episodes and uh, this is part of it because uh Romans chapter 14 says starts out saying him that is weak in the faith receive ye but not to doubtful disputations so you know uh, Paul was writing to this church at Rome and, and they had uh, they had new converts in Christ uh, they had uh Uh, Those that had been raised in uh, Judaism, they had those that had been raised in a polytheistic uh, type of um, uh, religious format where there are many gods. Um, And so Paul is trying to address a lot of different uh, issues. He's trying to address those that are uh, very worried about the traditions of Judaism that they had been Observing for centuries in 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 uh, in looking unto Christ, who has now come and died and and risen again and ascended back to heaven, and and so, uh, uh, but they're still very steep in those things. Then he's dealing with those that then uh, and, and if we're we'll be honest, those would be those that consider themselves strong in the faith because they've always only known that there was one God. They just didn't know how to worship Him until Christ uh, gave them the Holy Spirit, so they could worship him in spirit and truth and then uh then you have those that come to christ uh from a polytheistic type of viewpoint and uh that no believing that there are many gods, now seeing that there's only one true god and that these other um, beings there or or whatever you want to call them that they were uh, giving their lives into uh they were false gods they didn't exist and so um, and understanding that uh, while the, the those that were in Judaism believed that you once you accepted Christ and you still had to act a particular way and, and be a particular way and perform particular things in order for uh, God to continue to be in your life. And then there are those that felt, well, I'm a, just a sinful wretch and I have nothing to do with Christ and now I've got him. And the more I sin, the more I might, I make his grace look better, because his grace trumps all my sin. And and so Paul was dealing with both of these.
0: Okay, and, so. Uh,
1: you might say, well, so, the,
0: yes, sir. No, I was just going to uh, ask you to kind of uh, clarify, or may not clarify, but kind of, is it the same? Like, would you say it's the same kind of thing? Like, because let's just talk plainly with the IFB, okay? Like the movement itself. Right. Um, Would you say it's the same type of thing when uh, people are talking about the, I mean, okay, there's the ideas of the laws and standards, or the laws that we have that we're we're freed from, like that with the Jews, but then uh, the standards are preached again, um, like you're brought back under captivity, like a certain uh, conforming. Uh, does that make any sense? Like in the IFB well, yeah. world, there's there's a lot of that. It's not just the IFB. I'm I'm saying this because this is it's where not we've because that's what we're familiar with. But yeah, I mean, it, would you say that it's the the same, that It's the same type of thing. And the reason I'm asking is because uh, I've heard a lot of people kind of act like to justify standards preached as law. Um, what they've done is they've said, "Well, this is talking about the Jews. This is talking about." Uh, these other people, this really doesn't apply to us. And I would say, I mean, wouldn't you say the spirit of this passage uh, does very much apply in that in that aspect? I mean, do you see what I'm asking?
1: I would even take it to a more general sense in the fact that anyone that feels like the Word of God that they're reading does not apply to them oh. is going to the Word of God with the wrong attitude and the wrong mindset, um, it's very important that we approach the Word of God with the understanding that my ways are not His ways, and that His thoughts are not my thoughts. They are so far above the way that I think, and also understanding that this is we call the we call this the inspired or God breathed Word. Okay, and this is this is so much more than just um, some action that we do so that God will. Uh, give us a greater knowledge of him because you can read your Bible and get a lot of knowledge of God, but until you allow the Holy Spirit to make that word that he's given the breath of life into you for that day because you're you're just a dead lump of clay. okay just like Adam was when God formed him with his hands. And until God breathed into his nostrils and made him a living soul as a child of God, I have to understand that I am dead to self and buried to self. And until I get the word of God, the spirit of God, breathing into me to give me life, then I should not be going anywhere. And God's word is alive. It is relevant today, just as relevant. So I would say that if we're going to approach God's word and think, well, that just doesn't apply to me. Well, that's going to help me. That helps me segue into really the point here, Um, because here Paul is talking to both. And I would say on both sides of the aisle, whether you're talking about someone that's steeped in traditionalism or someone that is, um, you know, uh, new to the faith, but just excited about it. And uh, the devil would love to convince every one of us that we're the strong brother, okay? That we're the one that's strong in the faith. Yeah. He wants to convince every one of us of that. And can I say that anytime pride starts to come into my walk with Christ, I'm not walking with Christ, okay? And so I put to you that I think everyone. Every one of us should approach this passage, understanding that I'm the one that's weak in the faith.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because well, nobody. Nobody wants to admit my weak. weakness. Yeah. Nobody. Wants in to
1: my weak. Weak. No, nobody wants to admit that they're weak in the faith. No, no, Not a good Christian. No, no, no. We don't want to admit that. Um. And it, but but and what Paul is doing here is he's he's trying to get the church to be the church. Okay. Not. Again, and I want to define this. We're not talking about coming and performing a worship service or a midweek prayer service or a Bible study or a small group thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being the body of Christ. My body is working together in order for the things that I'm doing to get accomplished, okay? My fingers pick things up. Uh, uh, my brain tells everything what to do, and and hopefully everything works the way that it's supposed to, okay? Um, when it's not, we go to a physician to say, okay, there's an issue here. I need you to diagnose it. I'm well, telling what? my hand to
0: do this. Uh, we're the body of Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> I'm telling my hand to quit hitting my friend, but it just keeps... Um, <laughs> Anyways, we we uh, we're the body of Christ, and we're supposed to be exalting the head. And so, when things aren't working right, we need a we need a diagnosis, and who to go to the great physician to get that diagnosis. And so, when I say we, being the church, I'm talking about us being the body of Christ, um, doing the things that that God's word tells us to do in order for us to um, be Christ-like, Because that's that's each and every individual member's job is to hold up. Christ. Okay. That's the body of Christ. yeah. And so um, I, I would say this, him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, uh, but not to doubtful disputations. This is it. This is talking to you. Okay. You're the one weak in the faith. And I'm not talking about Jared. I'm talking about all of us. We are all yeah, about weak in the faith. <laughs> now let's just assume, let's, let's assume that you're strong in the faith. Okay. And since we assume that let's also assume that this is being written to you. Okay. Because uh, you tend to see someone younger, newer or weaker in the faith as one of these three things, all right? Less than as good a Christian as you, um, an object of your correction, uh, you think that you're discipling them, so you point out all the areas they fall short of in your opinion, um, or, or one to do battle with, since you're right and they're wrong, um, and uh, one to do, uh, uh, or do you still feel like you're still strong with faith? When you when you look at those things, do you still feel like you're strong with faith? Okay, Okay. And if you do, do, just just turn us off and quit listening, because I'm (laughs) going to upset you greatly, okay? Um, (laughs) Because it is not my job to sit here and fix people. I'm a pastor, and I'm telling you right now, it is not my job to fix people. It is not my job to legislate their righteousness in their life. It is not my job to tell them how to... Uh, 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 interact with Christ as far as in their own personal life. It is my job to do these things in my life. It is my job to understand that I am weak in the faith. And the only thing that's going to give me strength in my faith is the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyone that goes to the gym does not just walk around the gym and look at all the weights. I mean, they might. Okay. They're not getting anything from the gym. All right. Um, and so um, we're, we need to exercise our faith. And you can walk around. Uh, 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 the word of God and read it and look at it and understand how every bit of it works. But until you start to put those things into application in your life, then you you don't have any faith. You don't have no strength. Your faith muscle is weak, dude. Uh, and it's so you, you need to get it exercised.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of misplacing to where we feel. There's a lot of times in my life. I'll just say this, that, and, there's a lot of times where we can feel like we are growing, and we're growing in grace, we're growing in all these things, when really we're growing just deeper in traditions, or we're growing deeper into other things that are not Christ. I mean, because I think wouldn't we have to look at what Christ does to know if we're growing? I mean, that's that's I don't want to get too far off topic, but the whole point that's being made is we we are all weak, okay that doesn't mean that we're negating this passage of scripture. That's just saying we're not above being weak. We'll put it that way. Um, now can you, can you go through those three things again? Um, just quickly, like what, um, those three right, well, kind of questions. Uh, if you assume yourself.
1: that you're one that's strengthened in the faith, that has strength in the faith, if you consider yourself to be strong in the faith. Um, let's assume that this is being written to you. Okay. That you're to receive those that are weaker in the faith. All right. Um, so if we assume that, then uh, what, what, what we're going to see here is we tend to see someone younger or newer or weaker in the faith because of one of these three things, all right? They're less as good of a Christian as you are, okay? Because now you're gauging their Christianity to yours, but the Bible yep. says that we're not to compare ourselves one to another, okay? Um, or you see them as an object of your correction. Okay. Um, And you would, you would guise this under the uh, uh, realm of I'm discipling them. Okay. Or um, you point, or because you're discipling them, you point out all the areas that they're falling short of in your opinion. All right. And, or, or you see them as one that you do battle with since you're right and they're wrong. So this is, this is, this is how we're receiving uh, someone that we would consider weaker in the faith.
0: And we, what is our gauge? And this is
1: what I said to my church. Well, that's just it. We're our gauge. Yeah, we are the gauge. We're our gauge. Yeah. We're (laughs) the gauge. Okay. Um, Because then I said this. so, So, do you, and then I asked this to my church when I asked those questions. So, do you feel like you're still strong in the faith? And if you do, quit listening to me. But if you, if you don't feel like you're so strong in the faith, you want to come to the altar and go ahead and repent and ask God to give you some strength Um, because seriously, man, we've, we've got to have the right mindset and I'm not to be comparing myself to anyone else, but Christ. And when I compare myself to Christ, I'm not going to have a problem receiving you, no matter how weak or strong you are in the faith, because you're my brother and we're in the middle of our own sanctification. And so we've got no business correcting uh, anyone because of my opinion. Right. And I know there are pastors out there or people out there that are listening this going, well, I mean, but what What if I see something that's going on? Listen, we'll get to those things if you give me some time, okay? We'll get to those <laughs> things. But first, listen, I can't help anybody else until God helps me. I can't give anything that's not been given to me, okay? And so I've got to understand that I am the one that's weak in the faith.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because all right, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but a couple of weeks ago, we were at a church, and this was this was really funny. I was uh, actually filling in for the pastor because he was out of town. It was uh, my brother-in-law's church in Ohio, and he was out of town in Ukraine on a humanitarian missions trip. Okay, very whatever, like honest about that. It's Ukraine in uh, the humanitarian aspect. So I go up there, and for Sunday school, we talked about church discipline. Okay, and we just had a discussion, and I love, I'm starting to love discussions, like to see the body of Christ, how they think, and we're having a discussion, and we're talking about, like, at what point, because Matthew 18, you go to a brother that offends you, okay, and I, I'm not meaning to connect these if they're not, if they're not meant to be connected, but I just, I see it, uh, you go to a brother that offends you, and, Then you go, if he doesn't hear you, you go with two, and then you go put for the whole church, okay? And we talked about the spirit behind it and how church discipline is really not practiced correctly, okay? It's very arrogant and very much like when you're talking about these things, it's just coming back up. This lady, we end the whole Sunday school class or lesson, whatever, discussion. She goes, let me ask this question, okay? If... What if it's like the pastor and he is doing something and you're like, that's not right. And I and I mean, how, at what point do you approach him? At what point are we micromanaging? Are we trying to correct them? Like these points you were bringing up, I'm like, okay, how much does this play out in church discipline? And I don't mean to get way off, but I want to know your opinion before we kind of keep going. Um, but then she gives the, the scenario where she said, like, what if I walk out of church and he's sitting in the car doing a line of cocaine? <laughs> I'm like, the pastor. Was like, <laughs> I was like, "That you should probably talk about it. But like, at what point um, do we go to them? Or is that question answered here in Romans? Like, at what point do we go to that person, not with the spirit of correcting them, not with the spirit of us being better than them, but where and obviously matthew 18 is talking about offending you like doing something deliberately to you to offend you to uh cause you to sin to stumble for you to stumble but like at what point would you go to somebody um where you're not micromanaging like what what is that line do you do you see what i'm asking
1: i do um and you know, I, I I've had to wrestle with those things, and, and I talked to a um, um, a pastor that's been doing it for a long time, because um, I had I've had to do church discipline a couple times, and uh, and um so I've talked to him, and and I mean, there's just first off, there has to be grace. There has to be grace. I've had to deal with those. I've had to deal with those that simply do not want to hear that they need to get things right. Okay, um, and I, I actually had a i had i had someone that was uh, living in sin, but the thing is they weren't they weren't coming to church anymore, and uh, I had another person at my church that wanted me to church them
0: you mean get together and, and that, that and go was ter-
1: that was terminology used and i said but why <laughs> well they're living in sin and you're just and and you're just not doing it because they're close to you because this person was very close to me and i said are they still coming to church here and he said well no i said are they trying to cause others to fall away well no is their sin preventing this body of Christ from going forward? Well, no. And I said, then what am I doing? They've chosen to separate themselves from this body. I said, church discipline is for someone that wants to be a part of this body but does not want to be a part of this body. Church discipline is for somebody that, uh, or, or someone that wants to be a part of this body and does want to be a part of the body. And so the ideology, and you have to go really to Galatians chapter six. I mean, if you're talking, if, if if they've not heard you, if the, this person that you've gone to haven't hasn't heard you, and they haven't heard you and a, and a friend that's gone to them uh, and and another you know fellow member of the body, and if they haven't heard them, then the like the likelihood of you getting them before the church is very rare. Because yeah. then you're talking about somebody that simply is just I, I would I would classify them as as a, just a really rebellious heart and wanting to usurp the authority of the church in some way, shape or form, or try to bring others away with them. Okay. Um, but if it's somebody that won't hear you or they haven't heard you, and they haven't heard somebody else, then the chances of you getting them for the church are very slim. But if you do get someone before the church, because they want to make things right, well, then you have the opportunity to restore them. Okay. And that's what Galatians chapter six is talking about. Um, we're getting
0: way off topic yeah well uh, way off topic. The, the I was curious as to what you think like the line where you even approach somebody because in the same aspect of Matthew 18 I, the pastor verses, the
1: pastor that I look to uh, he told me he says public sin has to be dealt with publicly okay um, private sin can be dealt with privately until it can't be um, but and by that I mean let's just say that a pastor or, or someone in the church was uh, having an affair Okay. And um, the affair was kept quiet for a while, but then eventually it wasn't quiet anymore. And so now this affair is known by the entire church. While it was still quiet, you could have dealt with it and gotten repentance and restoration. Okay. But now that the entire church knows about it, it's affecting the body of Christ. It has to be dealt with publicly. Okay. And so, and, and, and you have to just kind of take some principles from scripture, I think, in order to, look at it that way. Listen, I'm so glad that I don't have to air out all of my dirty laundry or all my sin for the entire church to see in order for me to get right. But there are some that believe that that's what that's about, that that just because someone has done something um, that they know about, that they have to publicly, you know, humiliate this person. Well, that person does not have the spirit of Christ and they do not have the spirit of restoration or the desire of restoration in their heart. They have a desire for retribution. And that is a, completely different and that's right. not the church's job right okay we don't we don't seek justice we seek we, we we seek mercy and grace and justice will be served god takes care of justice yeah we have to act justly okay but god takes care of justice okay well we, i we try and grace and mercy
0: i didn't mean to get you way off track but it was like as it's coming up the one thing of you know when do we approach so that that kind of answers it public sin versus private and i mean if you really care about your brother that's weaker you'll go to them when you see something that is dooming i think you know just to talk to him so right uh,
1: but, but see, we're really getting ahead of ourselves at this point when we're talking about the weaker brother because i'm trying to lay some groundwork here oh okay um yeah you guys are all weak in the faith <laughs> <So am I. laughs>
0: all right thank you thank you for uh, joining